0: Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thank you, Tanya, for reading that scripture for us. Well, it's New Year's Eve. Glad to see each one of you here. I'd just like to have a word of prayer before... We begin this message. So God, is thank you for this day. Thank you for December the 31st, 2023. Lord, for all the things that we have experienced in this past year, Lord, I pray that you will just show us new things in this new year. Help us to see what you're doing in the world. God, we are so grateful for your love and for sending your son, Jesus, over 2,000 years ago to come to this earth. And so we're grateful that you lived and died and rose again so that we could have and spend eternity with you. Lord, I pray that your spirit will be with us today as we hear words that will encourage us, so help us to think about what our life looks like. So be with us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to talk about looking forward, but uh, when we talk about looking forward, we also have to think about what's happened in the past as well. But according to the scripture, we shouldn't be uh, dwelling on the past. One of the things that I find myself happening sometimes is that when I have made plans down the road, that I miss what God is doing today, because I am thinking about whether it's a vacation or whether it's something that's going to happen, you know, a month down the road. So I'm concentrating on thinking about, oh, well, that was just going to be so wonderful to do that. And I miss seeing what God is doing right in front of me. I have an illustration that I want to show you. So when we were down in Virginia in November, uh, our daughter-in-law gave, us, gave Marlene some cookie cutters to, to make some cookies. And so Marlene asked me one day, she said, Dennis, what is that? So I looked at it. Now, don't prejudge me. <laughs> I looked at it, and I thought, well, there looks like two people's heads. And I thought, well, that that doesn't make any sense. Like, what in the world is that? I kept looking at it, not thinking that there was one thing I could do to make it more uh, so I'd know what it was. But I kept looking, at and finally I thought, I have no idea what it was. So anyway, when you flip it over, it's pretty easy to see what it is. It's a monster truck. And it was immediately able to see that but like this it just made well that's a that's a weird shape I don't have no idea what that is and immediately the Lord spoke to me to my spirit saying you know Dennis sometimes you look at something and maybe you're looking at it the wrong way maybe you just have to flip the cookie cutter and so Have you ever experienced looking at something and you're convinced that there's something that that should be clear, but it's not? And all of a sudden, you see a perspective in a different way and you think, man, why didn't I see that before? Why didn't I see if I would have just, so I'm sure some of you are saying, well, why didn't you just flip it over? Well, I don't know why. I think I was supposed to learn a lesson. And, uh, because I asked myself the same thing, well, why didn't you flip it over just anyway i didn't so the the scripture that i'm looking at today in isaiah and philippians talks about um, not only looking forward but it also says forgetting what is in the past i believe that we need to remember the past just enough so that we don't repeat some of the things we do. Because I read a research paper that said that 80% of the past we remember is negative. Is negative, like so, eight out of 10 things you remember um, are not positive things in your life. There's something that's went on that, that's, that's negative, and so that's what we remember. So I wanted to, first of all, just give you two examples of why we should not uh, dwell on remembering or why we should not look back. And the first one is in the Old Testament where it talks about, um, in Genesis 26, it says, but Lot's wife looked back after the angel of the Lord said, don't look back. And I believe that what the angel was saying to um, Lot's wife, it doesn't say this in the scripture, but don't look back at what I've finished with. Don't look back at what I am destroying. Don't look back at the thing I'm delivering you from. Look forward to the future. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. She got stuck in a place that was only meant to be passing through. That word look back in the original language says, It's look back with a longing and a desire to go back. Have you ever looked at something and longed to go back to something that was familiar, that felt good? Her attachment to the past was greater than her commitment to the future. She wanted more what she was leaving than what God had for her in the future. And I asked myself this question, are we so busy looking back at and longing for the old things, the things that we have become comfortable with, and we're not moving ahead with what God wants us to do? Now, there's a there's a lot of things in here that, uh, when I'm speaking, is you could say, "Yeah, but," well, maybe just need to flip over the cookie cutter this morning and think of something in a different way. So, another example that. Uh, that I also want to remind us of is that when the, the children of Israel in Numbers 14.3, they said, they said to one another as they had, were wandering in the desert, they wandered there for a long time, wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? Let's choose somebody to lead us and let's go back to Egypt. So they were choosing to remember what they thought were the quote good things and not the bad things like the slavery that they had endured for many years. And the punishment was great for the people because anyone over the age of 20 that grumbled against the Lord would die in the wilderness and not enter the promised land, except for Caleb and Joshua, two of the 12 that spent 40 days exploring the land God had promised. You know, I didn't realize, or I forgot, the scripture says that the reason why they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years it was because they were punished one year for every day that the spies were in were exploring the land of canaan for 40 days so so 40 days became 40 years wandering in the desert and that was god's punishment for the sin of not believing that he had given the land to the israelites So today is the last day of 2023. Every year that God gives us on this earth, we should be productive for his work and for his glory. The longer we live, the more we realize how quickly the years pass by. Now there's many of us here that are older than 50. Not everybody, a lot of people aren't, but some are. And you know, I was looking, and I, I looked at this back a year or so ago, that you know in 1900, that there'd be a lot of us wouldn't be here. Because in 1900, for a man, the average age was 46.3 years, and the average of a, a lady was 48.3 years. That was the life expectancy in 1900. By 1998, it had risen to a man was 73.8 and a, and a woman was 79.5. So that would also actually eliminate some of us here today, that we would have, our life expectancy would have been already um, concluded. So there's a picture that, uh, of looking forward. That's the one that's looking back. So he's going to put so looking forward, what do we see? What do we see in our lives? What do we see? I think we need to recognize how important it is to live each year up to the potential for what God has called us to do. Do we long for what God is doing in the world, or maybe we long for what is in the past? We must guard against getting stuck, trying to preserve and live in the past, for we are stagnant in moving forward and not being witnesses for Jesus. I believe that the enemy will try to use our past to keep us from moving forward to the good plans that God has for us. Looking backward is not a way to move forward. In Isaiah 43 that Tanya read, it says, "'Forget the former things, do not dwell in the past, see I am doing a new thing and then the Apostle Paul that uh, Tanya wrote from Philippians chapter 3 Paul wrote to the church at Philippi not that I have already obtained all this or have arrived at my goal but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it but one thing I do Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul was writing from a Roman prison. As far as he knew, every day could be his last day. He didn't know how long he was being be in prison or if he was going to be put to death. And Paul is admitting that he has not arrived. He doesn't have it all together. He's done a lot, but there's a lot more to be done. He's traveled a lot of places, but there are still more places to go. He has reached a lot of his potential, but he has not reached all of his potential. So it doesn't matter how old you are as long as you're drawing breath into your lungs on this earth. A couple weeks ago, uh, we heard that uh, um, we had a person in the congregation that is 97 years old. Congratulations again. There's always lessons to learn, and there's always more room to grow. So out of the scripture from Philippians, there's three points that I wanna highlight. One is forgetting what is behind you. Two, focus on what is ahead of you. And three, press on to the finish. So I have a picture of a race running I'm not one that does those kind of things that runs but it doesn't you don't just uh, you don't just start running without doing some training especially if you're going to do a marathon Paul is using an allegory of running a race and we need to understand that life is not a sprint it's not a 50 yard or 50 meter dash depending on how old you are, it is a marathon. And if we're gonna run in a marathon race, we will need to train looking forward to the race ahead using training tips like uh, the four building blocks of marathon training according to Google. So you you have to train, it's not, you don't just one day decide, I'm just gonna go run in a, a marathon. Even a half marathon, our daughter Alicia ran a half marathon, and uh, I don't know if she felt like she was ready to run it or not, but it was pretty exhausting for her. Do we understand one of the greatest things that will hinder our race in life is dwelling on the past? We need to stop dwelling on the past. We need to hear this. Stop dwelling on the past. Who needs to hear this? I think maybe many of us do. We need to stop dwelling on the past. We need to stop rehearsing the past. We need to stop beating ourselves up over the past because as far as God is concerned, a believer's past is forgotten by God, so you should forget it as well. Stop dwelling on the past. I remember a number of years ago, there was someone standing in this pulpit that preached a sermon. And I'd been having some conversations with a person that, uh, they were struggling with an area in life. And uh, so when when the preacher was preaching a sermon, he said something that caught my attention. And I said to myself, I hope that person heard that. And immediately the Spirit of God said, I hope you heard it. I thought, man, that's pretty quick to (laughs) remind me of that. Because sometimes we think that we don't need to hear something. But I think we do. I think sometimes we have to flip over the cookie cutter. So if you don't remember anything else about today, is remember the cookie cutter, because sometimes we see things from a different perspective when we do. You know, in saying all this, it says that that God forgives us. That doesn't mean that God is forgetful or absent-minded. God chooses to no longer hold it against us. God says that he forgets our sins as far as the east is from the west, so he does not remember our sins. You know, that's a very freeing statement for us to hear, that God does not remember our sins as far as the east is from the west. You know, I've thought about that east and west I, th- I thought about, well, what if it would have said north to south? Well, I think you can almost figure out, like, when you go north, you go north, and when you get to the North Pole, if you turn around, then you'd be going south. But going east and west, where does, where does the east stop and the west begin? It's, it's just a, if, I'm, if, I, if I go walking east towards Hensel, if I turn around, I'm walking west towards the lake but it's not that way with north-south so God in his infinite wisdom knows how to say words that I don't and many people don't know fully how to explain something now when we know that we can remember things and when they do come to our memory we know that when we actually remember the things that in our memory we know that we are to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ and we sometimes remember and we feel that shame and regret and condemnation you know taking your thoughts captive means gaining control over what you think about yourself and about life in the Bible it says in Romans 8 that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus and in 2nd Corinthians five seventeen 17 says therefore if anyone is in Christ They are a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. We need to stop living in the past. And we need to stop rehearsing the past. And we also need to stop reminding others of their past. If they have received forgiveness as much as we have, stop reminding them of their past. I'm sure they're not proud of it but we should stop reminding people of that. Paul says, forgetting what is behind, I just want to remember enough to not repeat it. That's what I say, I wanna remember enough to learn from what I've, what I've experienced so that I don't repeat what I did. And we will all repeat sometimes. We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But we don't need to let ourselves be haunted by it, and we don't need to rehearse it to live in condemnation and shame the, the, the rest of our lives. This is what Jesus died for. He took it on himself, the punishment, the shame, and all the guilt, so that we can run the race with perseverance, unhindered, forgetting what is behind and pressing on toward the goal, to win the prize, for which God has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, this is ultimately about heaven. It's ultimately about heaven. The Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy four seven eight 8 writes, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only me, but also to all who have long for his appearing. The second point is forgetting what is behind and straining for what is ahead. I press forward to focus on what is ahead of you. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider it myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. That's two critical words. One thing I do. Paul understood that the power that comes in concentrating on just one thing. You know, in our life, we can get so many things going on that we are so confused that if we could just concentrate on one thing or maybe a few things. Those words are used in other places in the Bible as well. You know, uh, the rich young ruler asked Jesus how to receive eternal life. And Jesus said, one thing you lack one thing you like when mary and martha were having talking about uh mary wasn't helping martha with the meal and she went to jesus and said mary's not helping me and jesus told martha only one thing is needed and david said in psalm 27 one thing i have desired of the lord that i will seek the lord what was this one thing that paul was seeking he says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul was laser focused. Winning in the race and the goal is heaven. We need to set the right goals in our life and not very many of them and then build our life around reaching those goals. And the key is to set one goal that is a correct goal for us. So as I was preparing this and thinking about this, I thought, well, what would be one goal for for me to do in 2024? And I decided that one of the goals that I'm going to do, or a goal I was going to do in 2024, is to once again read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It's been a few years since I've done that. But my question to you, Is the one thing, would the one thing for you also to be to read the Bible through in 2024? I am absolutely convinced that on a daily basis that I need and want to hear God speak to me through his word by the Holy Spirit. There's nothing that feeds my soul more, my spirit more, nothing that encourages my heart more than reading the word of God. It motivates me to live for Jesus and my love for God increases. This is going to be my one thing for 2024. And I would ask you to consider if that could be your one thing. It may be something completely different. If we pray about it, God will show us, I believe. And then the third and the last point We have a picture of the people racing now we get to the finish line Paul says press on to the finish twice Paul says I press on how long do you and I have time to press on well we don't really know for some it may be quite a while until we get to the finish for others We could be getting close to the finish line and we all want to finish well I believe so don't take a day for granted in our lives don't take it for granted because we have no idea how long we will be on this earth we do have our eternal hope but we don't have any idea how long we will be here next year at this time i would almost say that there some of us won't be here we will have gone on to our eternal reward however also when i read the scripture and i see that there is no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled before jesus returns and we know that jesus if jesus said i'm going to return so we also need to be ready for that too i think one of the ways that we could finish well is by reading the bible and listening to the holy spirit i mean if we're going to if we're going to say i'm going to read the bible through next year and if we just do it because we want to accomplish something i think we need to do it because we want to hear what the lord is saying through the scripture and some of the scripture going back in the old testament and some of it's hard some of the names are hard to read, and and it's just really hard. And so, if you find it a uh, daunting to read the Bible, I understand it. It's a it's a big book, and if you don't like to read, or I mean, Jack's got a problem now; he can't see because he's cataracts. So, but he but there's always other avenues available. Like you can you can get. Uh, I mean, my phone will read. The Scripture for me all of it so we wouldn't I mean if you're not gonna read it through you could listen to it through it would still have an effect what I like to do though is when I'm listening to 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 the uh, to verbally I also like to have my Bible so because listening and reading at the same time is helpful for me but that's the way I my brain works I guess You know, sometimes we need to be determined to do something. We need perseverance. We need endurance. And that's what it would take for some of us to be able to read through the Bible. There are so many distractions in this world. Do you do you get distracted? Like, there are so many things. You can, I don't know, maybe, maybe this is more me than, I know my wife says that, I'll head out to the shed to do something, and on the way I'll see, oh, there's some branches on the lawn, and pick those up. Head up towards the shed, and i say, oh, better better do something else, and get into the shed, and by the time I get there, I forget what I was actually gonna go there and do, because I did so many other things. I I think they have a term for that, but I don't, (laughs) I don't wanna say what that is. (laughs) But in reading the Bible I believe if we do this it will make a huge difference in our lives and in our families and even in our church family don't take this earthly life for granted just like we need training and plans to run a marathon what we do need to help us press on to the finish line Paul wrote forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus paul exerted absolute determination to continue what jesus had called him to do to proclaim salvation to the gentiles and the people of israel but this was not the goal paul pressed towards the goal that paul pressed towards was to know jesus christ and to become like him Paul was changed on that road to Damascus many years before when he encountered Jesus. Crossing the finish line does not happen here on earth. When we press towards Christian maturity in this life, we only receive a reflection as in a mirror, but when we reach the final destination at death, we shall see face to face and know Christ fully, even as we are fully known in the book of James he writes consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters when you face trials and of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything I'm sure many of us don't look forward to facing trials of many kinds but they happen. There's difficult things that have happened in your lives in 2023. There are many trials and struggles that we deal with, whether it's health-related issues or whether it's... We know a few people... Uh, Pam just was asking for prayer for Shirley. It um, gets to a point where our prayers is Lord, just let him him go home. As a believer in Jesus, there is no fear in that. Just let me go home. So as we persevere and grow through hardship, we are strengthened and prepared for even greater challenges we may face down the road. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul writes, I have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will award to me on that day and not only to me but to all who have longed for his appearing so for 2024 i want to look forward but i want to be grateful for every moment of every day i don't want to think about the next time we decide to go down to Virginia. I don't want to think about what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. I mean, sure, we can have plans, but don't miss out the moment that God has given us right now. Don't miss it. Don't get so caught up in the things of this world that we miss seeing the things that are going on. So I'm going to finish with a a story that I read about getting called up in the things of this world. Because when we get called up, we don't see the things that are happening. So I read a story about a young man that had just bought this brand new, really beautiful car. Have you ever had a really beautiful car that you think back and you'd still like to have it? I had a... 1975 Pontiac that I just really liked it was it was sky blue and it was I that car drove so good it was it was so as a steering wheel you didn't have to hardly steer it was just so precise and uh, I've actually, over the years, looked to see if I could see one. I've never seen that exact car, and, but I, I don't think I'd buy it even if I saw it. But it's just, <laughs> we get so caught up in the things. So this guy, he bought this really nice, shiny car, and he was driving down through this neighborhood. And all of a sudden, a brick smashed the side of his car. So he stopped and he got out and he saw this young man there and he was really furious with him. And, and so he said, what in the world do you think you're doing throwing a brick at my car? Well, the young boy was scared and, and he, he was just, couldn't hardly speak. But he looked, he looked remorseful and he looked and he pleaded and said, I didn't know how else to get anybody's attention. Everybody just drove by and I couldn't get attention. He said, he said my brother fell out of his wheelchair. And I can't pick him up I need somebody to help me so the young and he was sobbing as he was saying that he couldn't get his brother back into the wheelchair so the young man went and he picked up the boy and put him back in his wheelchair and the grateful kid said thank you but the guy couldn't even speak he said he was too shaken up to say anything he just went on home and the damage of his car was very noticeable I mean it was smashed but he didn't bother to repair it and the reason he didn't he said I want to keep that dent in my car to remind me don't go through life so fast that somebody has to throw a brick at you to get to get your attention I don't want somebody throwing a brick at me and I don't think you want somebody throwing a brick at you to get your attention to something. It may, it may not be a, somebody falling out of a wheelchair, but it could be something that, that you've experienced in your life. Someone has tried to maybe talk to you. And uh, you know how sometimes when we, when we say things, we're thinking about what we're gonna respond at the same time. And I think we need to learn how to listen When people are going through things because sometimes they're really hurting I've learned a lot of lessons from from Jack Baker about thinking about things and uh, Jack you have been an encouragement to to me over many years not just in the last year but and there's other guys that when we meet together on on at Fight Club on Friday morning it's a it's a good safe place for us to talk about things talk about life so my final thought is flip over the cookie cutter if you need to because it may look like this but it should look like that God bless you